0: Dear God, I pray that you would weave my hand to the gospel plow and tie my tongue to truth. Let us hear from you, the still speaking, ever living God. This we ask in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. You know it's uh, it's tough to give them a song like that when. When you have you have changed, <laughs> and you've come a mighty long way. So, have you all seen Dreamgirls? Movie Girls? You seen it? Good. If you haven't, this, this, the next couple of minutes might be a little bit a little rough for you. <laughs> so, I, I don't want to give it all away, but uh, the song that Christina is is from uh, Girls, and uh, there's this. Um, scene where she is, you know, she realizes she has had to change her life. She she has had to do something totally different in her life. And this is one of those scenes that really got me in the movie because I didn't, first off, I hadn't seen the Broadway play. And I hadn't seen uh, the movie. I think there was another movie version or something. And Marcus was just insistent that... (laughs) we go and see the movie on the day that it came out. Now, I think it came out on December 5th or something like that, or 15th, uh, 2000... It was like 25th. Yeah, it was like 20. 20. 20. Yeah. Well, here came out December 25th, on Christmas. I know, it, but it was released in LA and New York, I think on the 15th. I know it was December 25th because I had to cut my Christmas short by order and demand and decree. To be at the movie theater to go and see Dreamgirls at the four o'clock show, and I'll never forget it. Good man, <laughs> never ever forget it. This, this is how I know it was the fifteenth. Everywhere else, in the twenty-fifth year, I had to go. Uh, but that that song was one of those moments that just really gripped me. I mean, uh, it, it's Effie White who sings the song um, uh, in the in the movie, and and she has. Know, been somewhat of a a character, and she's been somewhat of a mean person, and but she has been misunderstood. She's a person that had to grow, she is a person that uh, that had uh, to change. And, and like I said before, if you um, can look back and think in your life that you are so and and say to yourself that I am so much more of a gutted person today than I am yesterday or was yesterday, then you can get exactly where. Effie is coming from in her song. I had a, a, a revelation of that this week. I, I had to go to the dermatologist. And uh, so I go to the dermatologist. I ran out of prescription. I didn't know they forced you, have to go in every year. And my prescription had run out, and I just wanted them to. I called them, I said, I just need you to call CBS and tell them, release some script, give me my stuff. You know, and then <laughs> they would say, No, you have to come in. It's been over a year. I said, I got five more Fills, but apparently, even if you have 10 more refills, if you haven't seen your doctor in a year, you have to go in. So I go in and they get ready to, I'm I'm checking out, and she's like, Well, your copay is is, um, $50. And I said, And I thought to myself for a moment, because I know it's supposed to be $90. And I thought for one moment, if this were 15 to 20 years ago, yeah, I was saying, ring me up for fifty, walk out the door, and just be gone. Right but I—I I mean, it took me a while. I was like, okay, God, what do I do? Ooh, and I'm a pastor. I really shouldn't lie. I should lie. <laughs> but I could use this other fifty dollars. So I said, man, uh, before you before you process that, let me tell you something. This visit is supposed to be eighty-nine dollars, ninety dollars. So uh, let's go ahead and ring that up. The insurance you have on there is not the right insurance, and so." Uh, I, and when I walked out, I was like, I did it. Yeah. I was like, I did it. That was so amazing. Right? But that is, that is what, uh, you know, uh, that song is about, is how you can see yourself that you have changed, that you have moved from a place that you used to be into the place that you are in now. In 1962, uh, in his Emancipation Proclamation speech, uh, Dr. King said these words, and some of you might have heard these words before, Lord, we ain't what we ought to be, we ain't what we want to be, we ain't what we gotta be, but thank God we ain't what we was. Now this is a man with a PhD, (laughs) and those words are powerful, right? We are not what we were. Change can be something that is really difficult for us as individuals. Change is about us learning and growing and becoming the best that God wants us to be. Change is about having a vision for your life and setting it and moving toward it. Now here, let's think about just life in general. Remember when you were in elementary school, you're learning your ABCs, and you probably think, oh, "I don't want to do this. I don't want to do my ABCs. I don't want to do all this counting. I don't want to do all this stuff." And then you go on a few more years later, and you take those ABCs and you put them together into what words. And then maybe a year or two later, you learn how to put the words together into what sentences. And then you finally learn how to put something on the end of those sentences called punctuation. punctuation. So change requires learning and it requires time. You don't just show up at one years old and open up the great Gatsby and start reading. That is not how it works. You are changed over a period of time and you are changed as you learn over a period of time. Some of the problem that we have is that some of us, metaphorically speaking, are reading on a 12th grade level and we're trying to live and converse with people who are still reading, metaphorically speaking, on a first grade level. We are expecting that they have changed and have learned and have done everything that you have done and your expectation cannot get met because they just simply haven't changed yet. They have not learned and discovered what you have learned and discovered. That word coming from that is very reminiscent of, of our scriptures uh, today where uh, Paul, you know, he's uh, such a drama queen sometimes. I don't know if you, <laughs> you see he, he says, he says, I am a miserable human being. Who will deliver me from this dead corpse? And shortly before this, he's going into this mode where he's like, I don't know what to do when I do do it, and I don't do it, but then I don't want to do it, but I try not to do it, but then I do do it, and I can't do it, but I want to do it, and I try to do it, but then Jesus, and then I don't do it, and then I can, but I won't. And so I cut all that out because I figured that would confuse too many people, This right? is one little part. And so you get to see here what he's saying is that he just, I just, I don't, I don't know what it is in me. I do things that I don't want to do and I, 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 my mind is telling me to do the things but I know it's God in me that wants me to do something different and he says something like I'm a miserable human being but praise thanks be to God through Jesus Christ our Lord and then later Jesus comes along and Jesus is saying what? come to me All you that are weary and are carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. One of the main things I want to stress to us today is that maybe some of you are in a place, and I used to be in this place, and sometimes I still do go to this place, where we don't think that we are good enough, we don't think that. Uh, We handle a particular situation the best way. Uh, We don't think that we are handling our relationships the right way, perhaps. And I don't know about you, but I do things sometimes I'm like, man, I hate that I I did that. Now I have to start all over again. (laughs) I have to try to be a better person all over again. But Jesus was being accused of hanging out with the drunkards and the tax collectors and the sinners. And he's saying, no, there is a change. There is something that is different. Come unto me, my burden is light. And so what I want us to see is that we can unburden ourselves from being so stressed out about when we don't hit the mark, when we don't do things the best way that we can and the best way that we should. The words that I gave you from Dr. King, Lord, yea, what we ought to be. He is actually paraphrasing John Newton. I don't know if you've heard of him. And in 1821 in the Christian Spectator, someone records a story of John Newton. And John Newton says, I am not what I ought to be. Ah, how imperfect and deficient. I am not what I wish to be. I abhor what is evil, and I would cleave to what is good. I am not what I hope to be. Soon, soon shall I put off morality, and with morality all sin and imperfection. Yet, though I am not what I ought to be, nor what I wish to be, nor what I hope to be, I can truly say, I am not what I once was, a slave to sin and Satan, and can heartily join with the apostle and acknowledge, by the grace of God, I am what I am. That I am what I am comes from a text later in Romans after Paul has said, I'm a miserable human being. John Newton was an abolitionist. But prior to being an abolitionist, he was a slave owner. So if you want to talk about somebody that changed, that made a difference in their life, and could say, I ain't what I used to be, and can still say, I ain't what I ought to be, but I am what I am. John Newton is also the famous guy that wrote these words. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound, that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I am found, was blind, but now I see. And now that we know that he was a slave owner and now an abolitionist, these words ought to ring a lot different in our heart. "'Twas grace that taught my heart to fear, and grace my fears relieved. How precious did that grace appear the hour I first believed." And here we can relate. He said, through many dangers, toils, and snares, I have already come. "'Tis grace that brought me safe thus far in grace will lead me home. I sat at my computer last night. I told Marcus I called. I said, Marcus! I said, <laughs> so that quote by Dr. King, it really came from this other guy. And then, But guess who this guy is? He's the guy that wrote Amazing Grace. And I, and I sat there and I wept because it was like those words came out of a real place. It wasn't just somebody saying, oh God is lovely. God is good. God does good things. Grace will save you. No, a slave owner turned abolitionist that changed, wrote those words. I don't know if they'll ever quite be the same to me again. Carlton Pearson, some of you may have heard of him, used to have a big, big megachurch up in Oklahoma. And then he did big revivals for Azusa. He said there's three ways for us to deal with change. Measure the change. Manage the change, and master change. This is for us as individuals, for us as organizations. So what I try to tell people when they're like, I just don't know what I'm going to do with my life. How am I going to fix my life? Well, you're going to have to change some things. If you have decided that you want to become an engineer, and you just graduated high school, becoming an engineer requires that you go to school and get an education to become an engineer. You know there's a change, measure the change. The next part of managing the change get your butt up, go to school, make decent grades. Mastering the change, graduate with honors, get a good job, live into your destiny. Measure, manage, and master the change. Carlton Pearson went through a big change. Met a church pastor, and one day he woke up and said, you know what, all gay people should be welcome in my church. Then he had the audacity to walk up into that church with over 6,000 people and to tell them that that's the way he was thinking, and that's what he was feeling. And he wrote a book called A Gospel of Inclusion. It was part of the reasons, one of the reasons I went to seminary. And he made the case that everybody will be saved, that God's love will save everyone. This is a man that went from some people won't be saved to all people will be saved. I trust him, measure, manage, and master. Back in 1974, I don't know if you all have heard of of this song as well, too. I was just on a song kick with this sermon. I just couldn't let it go, lots and lots of songs. Um, Bernard Igna, he uh, was born here in Houston. Um, But back in 1974, he wrote this song that said, everything must change. Nothing stays the same. Everything must change. No one stays the same. The young become the old and mysteries do unfold because that's the way of time. Nothing and no one goes unchanged. You know, I remember the very moment when I was at the very edge of my life, and I thought the best option was to end it, that that would be the best solution, and some of you may have heard this, Um, and in my ecclesiastical council when I went before the churches here at the Houston Association, I shared with them that um, I almost committed suicide. And what I shared was, there was this moment, and the song just came to me right before. And it was, Jesus loves me, this I know, For the Bible tells him so, little ones to help me on, they are weak. Is strong. Yes, Jesus loves me. And that is the moment that changed my life and got me back onto the right track. That's the moment that saved my life. And ever since then, I have raised plenty of hell and done a whole lot of bad things. But now today I say I will take on Jesus because His yoke is easy, and the burden is light. We all must change. We all must move towards something bigger and better for our lives. In the words of Effie White, I'm going to start again. Cathedral of Hope, we are going to start again. We are going to leave the past behind. We are going to change our lives and become and build a better church. The church of our dreams. We are going to make up our minds that nothing is going to stop us now. Amen. 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 Please pray. with God, we thank you for the change. We thank you for your grace that guides us through change. We thank you for your love that is unfailing. We thank you for holding us when no one else would. We thank you for loving us when no one else would. God, you have guided us us thus far. We know anew your grace through your servant, John Newton. We know anew your grace through Dr. King. We know anew your grace through Bernard Higner. God, we ask that you would continue to strengthen us and encourage us. Help us to measure change in our life, to manage the change in our life, and to master the change in our life. This we pray in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.